This is all a conspiracy. Don't you know that it's a conspiracy there? We're in a lot of trouble. We're, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. Wake up, wake up. The New World Order. The New World Order. This is all a conspiracy. Hey everyone. Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. So today I'll be talking about a few headlines here. Uh, corrupt FBI. Why is that a surprise? Former senior FBI official accused of working for Russian. The same Russian he was investigating. It's not surprising. I imagine the FBI didn't uncover this corruption. So also the California shootings, at least seven dead in California's second mass shooting in three days, both by elderly Asian men. What does this mean? Also the new White House chief of staff is a COVID response lunatic, this guy Jeff Saints. You might have seen him working with the CDC out there pushing vaccines and scaring you, telling you if you don't get the COVID vaccine, you're going to die. And I'll briefly go over the Antifa riots in Atlanta and how the left is ignoring their own violent political thugs and terrorists. So I'll be talking about these topics and more coming up right now. All right, so from the Washington Post, former senior FBI official accused of working for Russian, he investigated. So the lead here for the Washington Post is the FBI's former top spy hunter in New York was charged Monday with taking secret cash payments of more than 225,000 while overseeing highly sensitive cases and breaking the law by trying to get Russian billionaire removed from a U.S. sanctions list, accusations that shocked the cloistered world of his fellow high-ranking intelligence officials. Well, people shouldn't be surprised by this at all. Several weeks ago, I was claiming that uh, the FBI was failed to find any wrongdoing when they investigated themselves, but we'll go a little bit more into the story here. Charles McGonigal, 54, who retired from the FBI in September 2018, was indicted in federal court in Manhattan on charges of money laundering, violating U.S. sanctions, and other counts stemming from his alleged ties to Deborah Pasca, an ally of Russian President Vladimir Putin, in his role at the FBI. McGonagall said he had been taxed with investigating Deborah Pasca, whose own indictment on sanctions violation charge was unsealed in September. So he knew this was coming. Um, he was obviously engaged in uh, what's considered counter-espionage. Um, he was corrupted by Russians. Uh, there are many people within high-ranking uh, positions that have also been uh, compromised by the Chinese, the communist Chinese. So none of this is really surprising. And you also have to understand one thing here is that the intelligence agencies work for the global deep state. They work for the global elite not necessarily the governments they're tasked to be working for. And in a republic, they should be tasked with working for the government that is run by the people who are governed. But they're not. They're working for 
political donor class and billionaires uh, because information is everything, as many people know. And that most of the people spreading disinformation, if you want to call it such a thing, are the people in charge. It's called propaganda. The people like us on the internet that are trying to uncover information or the truth are labeled as misinformation or disinformation people. Um, but we're just trying to uncover the truth. We don't engage in propaganda. We're just trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. So moving on to the next story here. Now, this is really strange. Most people don't really understand what's going on here, but... You might have heard of a mass shooting in California. Oh, he was using an AR-15. No, he didn't. So it was an illegal gun. It was an assault weapon. It was a semi-automatic handgun with an extended magazine. Okay, so it was a handgun. So in the first shooting, what happened was a elderly Chinese man, the age of 72, went into two dance halls you know, where people, it wasn't collect, uh, uh, connected to the Lunar New Year, any of that crap. It was two different dance halls. Now, so he went to the dance hall and he killed a majority of people. He killed 10 people and wounded 10 others. People that were, couples that were there dancing. So he, then he went to a second dance hall to do the same thing and was stopped by a brave, heroic uh, person that was there that tackled him and wrestled the gun away from him. But then apparently the guy went to his van and shot himself in the head. So, but if he had the gun wrestled away from him, how did he shoot himself in the head? Well, he had another gun. Well, why would you have two guns? Why does he have, did he have two guns on him during the shooting? It's hard to say. So one gun was wrestled away from him, but again, it's very strange with these mass shootings, the guy shoots himself so we never get any answers. Then, several days later, we have this. The second shooting, killings occurred at two agricultural nurseries near coastal cities south of San Francisco. At least seven people were killed in two related shootings in California on Monday, authorities said. Only after a separate mass shooting in the state killed 11 people. Hmm, separate. It was separate, but why were they both committed by two elderly Asian men around in the same area of California? Very, very, very strange. I say related, and I'm going to get into my theory in just a second. So this is from the LA Times. Half Moon Bay shootings, gunmen killed seven people in the second California massacre in three days. It's a massacre. Well, if you're in a state where it's terribly hard to get firearms, anybody who does get their hands on a firearm is going to go on a shooting spree because they're allowed. Now, many times in Texas, not always, and other places where they allow uh, citizenry to carry firearms or don't make it as difficult, you're not going to have that sort of thing because someone's going to pull out, someone's going to be carrying, and if someone starts shooting up the place, they're going to pull out their firearm and shoot them. It even happened in the West not too long ago where a young man um, pulled out his pistol when he saw somebody carrying an AR-14 and start shooting, AR-15 and start shooting, and he shot this guy from 30 yards away with a pistol, which is pretty decent shooting, and killed him. And so the guy with the rifle didn't kill anybody or he might have injured somebody. It was, But he basically, the guy saved the day. And that gets like no press. 
So uh, the LA Times goes on to say at least seven people were killed in a pair of separate related shootings that have rocked the beachside community of Half Moon Bay, an act of violence that just comes after 11 people were killed in another mass shooting. A 67-year-old resident of the community is expect, suspected of opening fire in two rural, rural locations about a mile distant, shooting some of the victims in front of children who lived nearby and had recently been released from school. The suspect, believed to be a worker at one of the nearby farms or nurseries, was arrested about two hours later after the shootings were sitting in, while sitting in a parked car at a sheriff's substation. He was going to turn himself in, apparently. So you're going to hear my theory about this now. Uh, two elderly Asian men, a few days apart, three days apart, commit mass shootings. Now, why would this happen? These are sleepers that were activated by the communist Chinese for political purposes. Now, it could be to help Gavin Newsom to, you know, ascend to the presidency in 2024. It could be, because uh, the Chinese have often stated um, that they want the West to disarm its citizenry. So it has always been a goal for the communist Chinese for Americans to disarm themselves if people didn't know that. That is the truth. So it wouldn't be surprising if they activated some sleepers who have obviously been sleeping for some time because they're elderly to go on shooting sprees and it didn't matter. Whether it's mind control or not, hard to say. Uh, I'm sure uh, if these people are somewhat me mentally handicapped or disabled, mind control might be, or behavioral control might be um, possible. But I think these are probably sleeper agents that um, they're getting on in age. They don't have a lot to lose. They want to serve the Communist Party. And the Communist Party could always say, hey, we have your family here. We're going to kill your whole family back here in mainland China unless you do this. You go out, you get a gun. We'll tell you where to get it. You go out. Here are your targets, X, Y, Z. I'm sure they don't get to pick their own targets, or maybe they do. But this is too, you know, I don't believe in coincidence. It's too coincidental for two elderly Asian men to go on shooting sprees when, you know, even if you look statistically at mass shootings, that they never are, they never are committed by elderly men, period, let alone elderly Asian men. I think there was one mass shooter who was Asian, and that was, Asian and that was the Virginia Tech shooter. So you have to keep a, a close eye on these things because... If you don't think that this kind of stuff is going on, mind control and intelligence agencies and uh, operatives, uh, sleeper cells and all this stuff, this, this stuff is real. And you could say, oh, it's a crazy conspiracy theory. You don't think there's sleeper cells, communist sleeper cells in this country uh, run by the Chinese? I mean, come on, they have their own police stations for Christ's sake. We're practically taken over. And I don't mean to be hyperbolic, but really the... Uh, the rooting out of Chinese uh, communist infiltration would be a, a would be and is a very difficult task. You have to start getting rid of the above board stuff. Okay, we're going to move on. So, why is Biden's incoming chief of who is Biden's incoming chief of staff Jeff Zentz? Zentz served in a number of federal roles during the Obama administration. Zentz is a, a wealthy former healthcare executive. <laughs> really, is he invested in Pfizer? 
led the government's COVID, a government's response to the coronavirus pandemic in January and uh, to April 2022, and also served in a number of other roles within the executive branch going back to the Obama administration. Also, if you hadn't known, is that the uh, head of vaccination for uh, the United States um, was resigned or was let go a month ago. And coincidentally, um, another promotion of a COVID person in New Zealand, when Ardern stepped down, her replacement also was a COVID propaganda pusher, uh, authoritarian pusher of things. Jeff Zentz to replace Ron Klain as president's chief of staff. This is from the New York Times. Zintz, 56, would step in as Biden is barred by scandal over classified documents found at the Biden family's personal residence. On Saturday, a lawyer for Biden announced federal investigations and found more. I mean, it has nothing to do with that. All the, all the indicators point to a resurgence of COVID hysteria. Vaccine mandates, hysteria, propaganda, lockdowns, all this stuff is is going to come back and all the signs point to that because you can see as the staff is being shuffled around that they're going to come back at this hard in the last two years, probably the last year of the Biden administration because you're going to need a distraction from all this other nonsense that's happening with Joe Biden and the Democrats, including they're Antifa people that they activated once again. Uh, this is from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Mayor, police chief, Atlanta will not tolerate violent protests, uh, even though they are. Now, uh, this is an article by Willborn Nobles III. What started as a peaceful protest, of course, at Underground Atlanta on Saturday evening turned violent when marchers headed downtown with a police car afire and businesses' windows broken. It started peaceful, though. That, that's enough. At a news conference Saturday night, Atlanta police chief said they arrested six people who chose to take the First Amendment as, as a shield of illegal activity, and we stopped the protesters that were acting illegally. The city of Atlanta and the Atlanta Police Department will not tolerate this, and we continue to protect the right to peacefully protest. We will not to uh, tolerate violence or property destruction. My message is simply to those, bop, 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 bop. It uh, doesn't say anything about Antifa. No justice, no peace, no killer police. Stop cop city, they chanted. Stop police terror, free the activists, and drop the charges, referring to how at least seven other people have been arrested and charged with domestic terrorism in connection with Wednesday's law enforcement operation in the DeKalb Woods. If they build it, we will burn it. These are anarchists. If you don't know, it, they're anarchists. People that violently protest and burn and destroy property that is violent rioting and that is anarchism all right nobody on january 6 burned police cars or burned the capital or even tried to light the capital on fire nobody tried to do this they broke into the capital they trespassed breaking and entering trespassing some people scuffled with police that's debatable who these people were uh, most people did not. And actually, if you when you see Antifa breaking into the Capitol, there were people chanting for them to stop. Six arrested in Atlanta protests over proposed police training facility. And if you, they don't show the mugs of these people because uh, when I left journalism, they were already doing that. You can't show mugshots of people. It's it's 
It's going to be hard for them that don't commit crime. There's a reason in, in the democratic process, we vote for laws to be enact, enacted and enforced um, because that's what the people want. So these people did commit property destruction and violently protest. It should have been stopped ahead of time. I mean, that's why when you have large protests of people in black block, you, knew, you know something's gonna go awry, you have to keep a close eye on people especially when crowds get very big. And then from UPI, six arrested him in protests over planned police training center. I mean, what's the big deal? I mean, police are there. See, if you pay tax dollars, you understand why the police are there. See, all these young people who don't pay anything in taxes, they're like, get rid of the police. Come on. If you ever owned property, if you own a house or a business, or you own anything that could be stolen from you, or if you're afraid of physical violence upon your person, like maybe an elderly man or woman, you want the police because you want to be protected from thugs like yourselves. And then in the coup de grace here from the New York Post, daughter of Dem minority whip Catherine Clark busted for assaulting a Boston cop. Also, she is Antifa. And people say, oh, and it's I think it's a he, she, yeah, I think she thinks he she thinks he's a man. Riley Dowell, 23, was caught spray painting No Cop City and ACAB, an acronym for all cops or bastards, on a Parkman bandstand monument in Boston Common during a protest Saturday. So in Boston, they were protesting the Atlanta, the building of the Atlanta Training Center, which is like, it's not even your state. What do you care? So in a, in a democratic state, you're Republican. You're you're demonstrating against the uh, democratic, <laughs> the democracy of a Republican state. So um, yeah, I guess she's transgender or whatever. Um, Dalu is non-binary, uh, non-binary, and is identified as Jared Dowell by police. Was being detained for vandalism in a group of about twenty protesters began to surround the arresting officers. And she writes, uh, the rep uh, representative, last night my daughter was arrested in Boston, Massachusetts. I love Riley. This is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain and parroting because her kid is transgender. Like I have a nephew that's transgender that we don't really understand. But what, you know, like I said, if you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. But, you know, some people don't have to necessarily accept it or... You know, don't have to be supportive, let's say. It's not whether you accept it and people do what they do and you, you obviously you accept it, but you don't have to support it in, in a sense. You might think it's a mental illness. This will be evaluated by a legal system and I have confidence in that process. She writes, uh, protesters allegedly scream profanities through megaphones in the street and block traffic while surrounding the arrested officers. An officer was hit in the face and could see bleeding from the nose and mouth. Apparently, um, Dowell, the, the person who was arrested, committed that violence, so assaulted a police officer. Very nice. So all these anarchists, whether they're card-carrying Antifa or not, it's, it's, a, it's a stream, it's a thread of anarchism that is being pushed by socialist political parties and is condoned by the Democratic Party itself because they are the political thugs of the Democratic Party. Obviously, 
You can see in that very instance where you have a Democratic lawmaker and their kid is rallying against, oh, you're building a building. So from Bloomberg um, and some international news, calls grow to ban rapper Ye from Australia over hate speech. Wake up, wake up. So Australia has become an authoritarian hellhole like New Zealand. Uh, they're under severe influence from the Communist Chinese Party. And uh, why this doesn't, you know, and if you, could, if you saw anything from the World Economic Forum, they're constantly talking about laws against hate speech, which are just laws against speech. I mean, I, didn't, I don't agree with everything <laughs> Ye said, and that's, that's just not my point of view. But I'll defend his right to say it. You can say whatever you want. You know, unless it's a call to violence, I don't agree with that. But we could see with President Trump is that um, anybody could call uh, for violence against the sitting president and nothing was done. So it, it, it seems to be unequal justice. And the whole point of a democracy is equal justice for the minority and the majority. So in more news from NBC4, Oath Keepers convicted of seditious conspiracy in January 6th attack. The trial was the second of charge uh, members of the extremist group with seditious conspiracy in the Capitol riot. Um, what were their extremist views? Could you point it out, NBC? Well, they don't. It has nothing to do with whether you believe that the election was stolen, which indeed indicates that there was a coup underway, which it was an indication of a coup because then the Democrats surrounded the Capitol with barbed wire and troops, and that's what people that commit a coup do, a political coup if you know your history. If you don't, well, what do you want me to say? Look it up. So they don't really say anything about how they're extremists. Attacking the Capitol was a means to an end. Okay. January 6th was just a battle. The full conspiracy was to stop the transfer of power. Um, the reality was, for most of us, of the Stop the Steal, was to protest and to get the election investigated and the count looked at. That was the whole piece and the people in Congress that were doing that, that should have been let. There were, everybody who was, you know, politically adept wanted that process to go forward. The assholes are broken in the Capitol that got that process to stop were stupid because it was self-defeating. But the people that allowed it to happen and spurred it on the deep state and Pelosi and people in charge of security at the Capitol wanted the process to stop because the process was going into exactly whether or not to certify the election and to take a pause to look at some of the things that went down during the election. And now you still have people like Sean fucking Hannity saying, oh, you know, uh, but we have to get on the bandwagon with ballot harvesting and ballot counting, and it's a big cheat. Sure, in democratic states, you're going to have to play uh, by the rules that they set if you want to win, but in Republican states, you have to get rid of all this bar uh, ballot harvesting and mail-in balloting and all this shit. Sean Hannity's a fucking moron. New York Post News, uh, Fox News weatherman Adam Klotz beaten on a New York City subway train. Um, I went back and looked over the Bernard Getz trial from 1984. So Bernard Getz was a uh, was a guy, kind of a nerdy guy, uh, that was constantly being mugged on the subway. So he got himself a handgun, and in the middle of the day, in a, in a crowded subway car, he shot 
five or four youths uh, that asked them for $5. Well, demanded, you know, you got five, give me $5 kind of thing. Is that a mugging? Not really. Was it justified? Not really. Uh, none of the people died, but one person ended up being a paraplegic. But it brought into focus the crime in New York City and what have you. So, but this is the point is you should be able to ride the fucking subway even if it's two in the morning like this guy and not get the shit kicked out of him. And this guy to his, uh, Adam Klotz to his, he defended an old guy that was getting picked on by these youths. And if you've ever been in this situation, don't call attention to people that are committing crime. You call the police. You do not intervene yourself and don't say to people, to a group of teenagers, hey, stop doing that because then they're gonna kick your ass. Unless you're prepared, you know, unless you're a special forces guy and you can kick the ass of five teenagers, but they might have guns. So you don't know, unless you're packing, you better be prepared to fight five, or in this case, I think it was seven teenagers. Fox News meteorologist was pummeled by a group of teens who tried to who he tried to stop from harassing another strap hanger on Manhattan subway early Sunday. Eight teens, a seven or eight teens, he wasn't really sure. But that's what I always tell my friends and stuff. They're like, hey, stop that. I'm like, dude, be careful because they're gonna turn on you. And unless you're, you know, or unless you're a group of guys and you see another group of, you know, teens, that's a different story. But you have to be prepared to fight. You can't just go, hey, stop that because they're gonna kick your ass because that's what they do. New York Post, Justice Department finds six more classified documents in search of Biden's home. So if you didn't hear over the weekend, this more and more and more, and they're trying to, uh, it's a limited hangout. So they try to bury you with, oh, there are all sorts of, there are classified documents coming out of everywhere. And then nobody really pays attention because it, they've, it, it's, it's like in discovery in a, in a trial, is they bury you with documents that you request and so you don't know what to make out of it because there's so much fucking information. So that's what they're doing here. It's going to be so much that the people on the news are just, you know, listening to the news, just going to be like, oh, it's well, all the documents. But, and it's just going to, uh, what it's trying to do is obfuscate uh, the fact that there's espionage going on, that there's a transfer of money from the communist Chinese to the Biden family and they do a dead drop or they leave documents in a place where Chinese agents can get to it, photograph it, what have you. It's not, it's not that hard to figure out. Why would you have these documents to begin with? You know, and they weren't secured like they were in, in Mar-a-Lago. They were just out where anybody could see them. Anybody. So from the AP, GOP investigations of Biden to test Chairman Comer's power... And the Washington Post, how a Hunter Biden conspiracy theory grew from one lone tweet to a big mo meta megaphone, excuse me. It all started with a tweet on January tw uh, 12th about an anonymous account, a photo or rental application by Hunter Biden plucked from the hard drive his laptop left behind for repair. Then it quickly exploded across the internet into articles and posted on right-wing media onto on, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson's Fox News evening show the talking points of the Republican lawmakers who pledged an investigation into why Hunter Biden was paying his father $40,000 a month in rent at the Biden residence where classified documents have been found. Indeed, why? $50,000 is a lot of pay a month for rent. But the rental application was misconstrued, an example of how speculation about material from the laptop often lacks context 
or careful scrutiny. The laptop is not out of context. The reality is Hunter Biden was paying $40,000 every three months for office space in DC. Oh, not to his father, okay. Some who pushed the embroidered narrative quietly distanced themselves, others adjusted their claims, but investigations were still promised. It doesn't matter. Hunter Biden had a relationship from the carefully scrutinized laptop. He had a relationship with a head of Chinese intelligence. He had relationship with the communist Chinese. His dad is a political official for the United States government. This political official had classified documents in his possession. He is- You're the big man, I think. The big man, the big guy. There's no doubt about that. And that he would, they were at the very least engaged in an influence peddling scheme, perhaps espionage. That's the fact. Whether this $50,000 uh, a month to Joe Biden has anything to do with it, 10% for the big guy says it all. Plus you have a live witness, Tony Bobolinsky, that corroborates everything in the fucking laptop. Fucking Washington Post. That's why Bezos wants to sell it is because it doesn't work, that's not journalism. I was in journalism. You wanna talk about putting shit in context and look at the whole, investigate the whole fucking laptop. And don't pick apart things that people bring up. I mean, I don't, my point is, like I said, at the very least, it's influence peddling. At the most, it's espionage. So wherever you wanna draw the line. From PJ Media, feds find more classified documents at Joe Biden's home. Not only that, but the government was engaged, okay, during the 2020 election of, <sighs> the government was engaged in censorship, but they held back the, the discovery of this document until after the election. That's election interference. As the same thing with Twitter banning uh, the laptop story with the prodding of the federal government. That's election interference. CNBC, China says COVID outbreak has infected 80% of the population. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> see, I told you, and it's gonna come from China once again. You'll see, because they always have to paint, um, as they do with the last mass shootings in California, they have to paint a sympathetic picture of Chinese. And I like Chinese people, whatever. Whatever floats your boat, baby. I don't like authoritarianism and particularly communist authoritarianism. So Time Magazine uh, reports AWOL Navy SEAL killed in, in fighting in Ukraine. Yeah, like he wasn't a special forces uh, or, or a CIA contractor. Well, which was he? A he was AWOL. He wasn't really, he wasn't fighting. And that's what they cover. You know, the U.S. doesn't have special forces fighting in Ukraine. He went AWOL and was killed fighting. Well, he obviously was killed fighting in Ukraine. They couldn't retrieve his body, so they have to explain it. It's already been admitted that we have special forces in Ukraine, and it's obvious just with the targeting and, and the, the target allocation, um, not to mention help with sophisticated weaponry. Like I said, when that with an Atlanta Sea missile was fired at, at the, the flagship of the Russians' Black Sea Fleet, that was United States Special Forces, Navy SEALs. You know who blew up the friggin' Nord Stream 2 pipeline? Navy SEALs. 
Without a doubt. I'm speculating. All right, the last story here is Elon Musk reveals he had an adverse reaction to second booster. Now, this is from uh, the Liberty Daily, but it goes on. Many people might have seen the tweets. He had said, uh, Scott Adams says, how do I interpret this? I had a major side effects from my second booster shot. Felt like I was dying for several days. Hopefully no permanent damage, but I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. There is, like I said, within the next 10 years, this shit is going to steamroll and you think it's bad now. We're only at year two. Wait till year seven or eight. Oh my God, everybody's dying. And my cousin who was young and in peak health had a serious case of myocarditis. He had to go to the hospital. The myocarditis is particularly affecting people that are healthy, the most healthy of us. So you're getting it from both sides. There's a two-pronged attack. The COVID wiped out people uh, in ill health. And then the shot attacks healthy people. Like I said, you're going to see a resurgence of this, this whole COVID hysteria with Chris Hipkins as going to be the new prime minister of New Zealand. And Jeff Zaints is going to be chief of staff of the Biden administration, who the, the chief of staff is actually, the it was is Ron Klain was actually running the fucking government. You know, and Obama had his ear, and you know who has Obama's ear. So uh, that's it for me today, Rudy's Revelation. Don't, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below. And um, follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and our minds. This is a conspiracy. You know, you know that is a conspiracy. Wake, 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 wake up, wake up. See you tomorrow. You can't handle the truth.